Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast offered to you by the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here, the Research Program Coordinator. And I'm Maddie. I'm the Evidence-Based Practice Program Coordinator. All right. So today's podcast, we have an interesting topic called templates. And you might be thinking, my goodness, there are templates for lots of things. How are we going to get a podcast done in about 10 minutes or less time? Well, first off, I want to point out that we have a variety of templates for different types of projects. So first, Maddie, what's like a template a person can use for a quality improvement publication? You know, if you're going to go write up a quality improvement project, what's a template someone might use for that? So the template that we always direct people to is the Squire 2.0 guidelines. And that is a group of people that got together and decided all of the components that are really important for a quality improvement project and put together a template so you have all the boxes to fill in for exactly what they need for you to report about what you did for your project. Excellent. And you know what I realized? (laughs) I'm asking you exactly about the template, which I mean, we'll talk about in a moment how to use and, and what's the process. But I guess I didn't preface this to say to the to the listeners, many times we do projects, quality improvement projects, evidence-based practice, we put together a poster, we present presentation in the form of a podium at a conference. And then we have that thought or intention and, and really strong desire, you know, I'd like to publish this, but it could be overwhelming. You get there in front of the computer, you've got your Microsoft Word white page document sitting there in front of you and you get that writer's block. So The point of this podcast, I'm sorry, listeners, kind of orienting you to why, is it can be overwhelming to sit down and write to actually, you know, attempt to publish a manuscript about your project. And so these templates and resources can be really helpful. So I know I asked you, Maddie, about quality improvement. Let's move over to evidence-based practice. Is there a template for that? There is that we have available through the Center for Nursing Inquiry. As far as we know from all my searching and looking for something to help give me some guidance, I have not been able to find a formal evidence-based practice project reporting tool. However, there was an article published in 2013 called the Evidence-Based Practice Process Quality Assessment, or the EPQA guidelines. And those guidelines basically go through all the components of a really strong evidence-based practice project to determine the quality of it. That has to do with the project, but luckily we were able to take that, you know, and do some formatting and, and creating some boxes behind the scenes, and we turn that into a template. So if you go to our nursing intranet under tools for the Center for Nursing Inquiry, you can actually pull up the EPQA template which was taking all of those components of the quality assessment and putting them into a structure so you can just fill in the boxes about your particular project. Awesome. Excellent. And with the podcast notes on the internet, we'll definitely link to this. But as Maddie was describing, Nursing Internet, Center for Nursing Inquiry, we have the audios tab and the tools tab and the visuals tab. So this lives on the tools tab. All right. So we talked about templates for quality improvement right up. We talked about this guideline that the center created for evidence-based practice. So in doing these projects, you're typically not doing them alone. As we always remind people, inquiry projects are done in teams. How does having a template or a guideline, the structure, how does it help you with the publication process when you're working with a team? 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. Sometimes it's great to work in teams because you're all pulling the weight, but sometimes it's hard to make sure that you're not, two people aren't pulling the same weight. (laughs) There can be a lot of overlap sometimes when you're starting to write up a paper. If you don't know what the person ahead of you or behind you is writing, you might overlap a little bit about that content. So the templates are really helpful in exactly outlining the parts that you need to hit on for your sections. So it really makes sure that we are all sticking to your exact responsibilities and then you're not creating any extra work for yourselves by you know, starting to delve a little bit into the next section or covering what someone else is gonna be talking about later in the paper. Awesome. So it's definitely a good communication tool to make sure it's very clear on who's working on what and you're having a more efficient process as you're working on a publication with a group. Now, what about journals? You know, do they actually require the use of these? And if so, why? Speak to us about on the journal side. What does this look like? So as I said before, because there isn't a formal evidence-based practice guideline, from what I've seen with journals, they don't necessarily have an exact template you need to follow. The best strategy there can actually be to look at the journal and see other ways that people have reported their evidence-based practice projects and sort of use that as your guide. However, most journals that I've seen for quality improvement projects do require the SWIRE guidelines to be the way that you report about your project. So you can make sure you do it in a really comprehensive way that other people can completely understand from A to Z what you did and might even be able to replicate it in their own organization. So it's actually a requirement, not just an option from many journals. Excellent. And that the quality improvement reporting, it really helps standardize it so that you know that the steps of the project are going to be included. And like you mentioned, you can pick up, you know, the article you're reading and possibly replicate that project in your work area. If they're following that structure and if the journal is requiring it, it helps make it more standardized. So where can people go? You know, of course, they can come to the Center for Nursing Inquiry and we've shared information on that. But, you know, globally, as we talk about these types of templates and such, where can people find out more? Right. So we just touched on two different types of projects, quality improvement and evidence-based practice. But as we all know, there are dozens of different types of research studies, research methodologies, and there's actually a group that has pulled together all of the guidelines depending on what type of project you're writing up to tell you what template you're supposed to use or what checklist. They also provide a good number of checklists. And that's Equator Network. So that's Equator, E-Q-U-A-T-O-R-Network. If you go on there, you have some drop-down menus, you answer a couple questions, and it actually just spits out the exact format, template, or checklist that you need to use for your particular project. Excellent. As I shared, I will put the link to the Equator Network in the audio page of Center for Nursing Inquiry, so you have the link to that resource too. So you can be sure to contact us if you have questions or need help with starting off your publication, because we'd love to support you in getting your work published. Email the center at nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. Visit us on the internet. And if you're on the homepage of the nursing internet and look on the left-hand side, there's a yellow box that says nursing resources. Click on the Center for Nursing Inquiry. And you can join our Facebook group, which is the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry. Until next time, enjoy your day. 